capitalism has uh, continued to refine the algorithm for profitability in uh, dirty novelty t-shirts. Uh, I'm listening. Yes. yes. So, <clears throat> yes. I might picture if I go to a spring break destination, if I go to Cancun or let's say Cabo, uh, I bet they're selling some neon t-shirts that say, you know, show us your tits or something like that, right? Or just, and, and then oh. you can go from there with, with your various phrasing. Well, at some point, that would have been my spring break experience 20 years ago, 15 years ago. Uh, at some point, somebody was like, you don't actually need the whole t-shirt. All they want is you just need the, enough cloth to put a phrase on because when I was in Cabo, all of those vendors were just selling headbands, like a, a strip of cloth <laughs> that said, you know, show us your tits or whatever. So th there, were, there wasn't a t-shirt to be found. It was just strips of cloth. Mm. And I was thinking... That's actually brilliant, right? They just that that's like <laughs> one eighth of the uh, the cost, and and next week when it's college spring break, those things are going to be selling like hotcakes. But the funnier part, so that's one thing. The the other part is how horrifically graphic they are, um, <laughs> and it, yeah, I, I bet if it's a pure college crowd, like. That plays really well, but I saw, and so you got an aggressive vendor. I saw this aggressive vendor uh, go up to like an, a lady in her sixties, maybe seventies, um, with with a neon headband that says "I eat ass" and like put it in her face, <laughs> <laughs> and she, you know she's just like oh, like freezes. She doesn't know what to do. But that's Green's not my color. Like their, their thing is, is, is he is he sticking me up? <laughs> <laughs> communication i do too young man why are you so yeah. proud <laughs> well there's a language barrier it's like what a werewolf would do but you know he can only growl in spanish and you don't know what do you mean what do you want me to do here you know well one night we go to eat on this eat at this restaurant on the beach and so like at the end of the restaurant's property on the beach there's like tables set up and and it's just nothing but like vendors like trying to catch attention with people who are sitting <laughs> at the tables and this one guy keeps like leaning in and just uh, you know, throughout the whole dinner, he just keeps like pulling out one uh, headband at a time. Uh, Aaron, uh, my wife wrote down like a hundred of these, but some of my favorites uh, that you'll see uh, sh headbands shown to tourists are Pussy Monster, Pussy <laughs> Lover, I Heart Doggy Style, I Heart Blowjobs, Butt Pirate, I Eat Ass, Ass Muncher. Eat the booty, <laughs> big dick, baby dick. <laughs> the game. My boss is gay. <laughs> I'll take two. God, I want to get that I wear it to work. I'm uh, self-employed and I want that. <laughs> it's a burn of immaculate. <laughs> yeah, I, I come back. How was your vacation? Oh, I bought you a souvenir. Yeah. He's like, no, just be wearing it, and then be like, huh? Oh, shit, I didn't realize I had this on. Sorry. My boss is gay. I'm gay. I suck dick. <laughs> I suck hairy balls in Atlanta Braves. Uh, those are <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Man, I'm going to have to bleep that last one. That's too foul. <laughs> yeah, so, sorry, yeah. we better bleep that out. Yeah. 
But yeah, it's like, why, why do you don't need the whole shirt? You just need enough cloth to have uh, my boss's gay on it. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's been done. I mean, this has all been done. If you go back, the Ultimate Warrior was doing this back then. If you go back, those strings, <laughs> those strips of cloth tied around yeah. his biceps, mm-hmm. you zoom in, one of them says, I eat ass. <laughs> it says, my gay boss eats hairy ass with the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> Welcome, members of Little Captain Travis. That's our name for you, the listening audience. And a special welcome to members of our super-secret Double Diamond Club, the Hoggies. For members of the Hoggies, set your decoder robot to quirky and hop on your boot-painted giant wheel desert-stomping bounty hunter transport, because this week we're making a movie called The Ice Pirates. Uh, okay, uh, six-year-old me, young, young Corey, uh, he developed a love for, for cinema, for the movies, uh, mainly while his grandparents babysat him, uh, put on a movie, and drank in the next room. <laughs> so we're we're babysat. we're a group of babysat. They smoked cigarettes too, Corey. They, you're right. You're right. I take that back. <laughs> there was a break from the drinking to smoke. Um, so we're a group of uh, clever content creators. I mean, and uh, we. We we don't have uh, the the normal limits of a, of a rational human. As if you've listened to any of these episodes, we just know how to push it. Uh, also linked with my Hollywood connections, uh, I have landed us a a deal to produce uh, a Robert Urich movie. Um, everyone knows Robert Urich, uh, handsome leading man. Uh, he has okay. Here's the project that we've got. He would love to do an adaptation of Jason and the Argonauts. But mm. while sitting down and talking with Robert, uh, Mr. Yurik, sorry, we're not on a, mm. you know. While sitting down and talking with Mr. Yurik, he had an idea that perhaps it was uh, more, of a, more, more of a take of them as, as pirates. Uh, kind of a lighthearted take of uh, uh, Jason and the Argonauts. And, uh, and we got to talking and we agreed to, we agreed to uh, write up a little bit of a script based on some of his ideas. Um, and the key components for this is because of my love of watching cinema while my grandparents drink uh, as a child, this should be a movie that grandparents can put on for children while they drink in another room. And the only other hard limits, because he said just go for it, our only other hard limits, it's got to be PG. Okay. And it's got to have a cohesive tone. All right. There's a lot of stuff we can do. We can bend around. We can play. Like I said, it's just Jason the Argonauts is a starting point, but it's got to have a cohesive tone. And okay. uh, yeah, so um, so I want you guys. Uh, you guys are excellent uh, at writers at this. We've been doing this for hundreds of episodes. Um, we're gonna need some characters, and we're gonna need some locations, and some you know some plot moments. So. Uh, anything you guys want to talk about, this is just free. And this is a safe space. You can say anything you want. We're just going to dream okay. here, okay? doesn't okay. have to be right. So you said um, you guys were talking about like kind of a pirate take on Jason and the Argonauts, a huh? A piratey take. Okay. What if there were robots? Mm-hmm. Okay? Jason and the Argonauts with robots? With robots. I mean, hey, there's a lot of opportunity for comedy and cool when you've got a robot, huh? 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Robots okay, are kind of silly, guys. You and and because we want to keep this PG, you can kill a robot and no one cares. <laughs> okay. When you say we can kill a robot, you mean like a mother robot could cry for her dying child robot that's been stepped on? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like there's a mommy baby and oh. a robot moment. Yeah. Okay. Like I said, there's no bad starts, Matt. Star Wars has really popularized. Um, you know, movie robots, right? C-3PO, you got your R2-D2, you got your all the rest of them. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. What if, the? I'm picturing a Star Wars meets, you know, Middle Ages, meets pirates, you know? What, what if we kind of, we mash those two, you've got one great thing meets another, two great okay. things. Matt, you bring up a good point about the Star Wars robots because all of those robots are unique and easily identifiable. Uh, yeah. Is that is that the kind of thing we're going for with these robots? Oh, no. well, Personalities I mean, that we can tell them apart? Maybe one or two, but I, I just think right. it's more just like the idea of robots. So mm-hmm. most of the robots in this film should just be kind of like uh, interchangeable. You don't quite understand like what they are, who they are, right. what their purpose is, uh, how they work, what, are they what good we're or supposed bad? to be looking mm-hmm. at. Yeah. What, would these be like the crew of the pirate ship? Like the, the day-to-day working I crew? Just be there. I don't even know. they just be there. <laughs> That's the thing, they're just there. Whether they're good or bad, sometimes we use them for comic relief. Uh, Like maybe one of them's like playing dead and then the bad guy comes, he sits up and then he falls back down because he's like, oh, I don't want to get hit by a bad guy. I don't know. Ah, they're pirates. What, wait, what if there's a robot with a peg leg? We see a robot with a peg leg, huh? A robot? That could not work. Yeah. Okay, I I, I see. No bad ideas. No bad bad ideas. ideas. And like I said, this is, guys, and like I said, don't, don't restrict yourself because this doesn't mean it's going to be in the movie. Okay. We're just streaming right now. You know, like I said, he came to me with Jason and the Argonauts, but what if it's pirates? And the second you guys said robots, I'm like, I can't wait to see the look on his fucking face when I tell him, mm-hmm. dude, we've He's blown it out pumped. of the water. It's robots. Okay. Okay. Let, let's go. I'm going to push one step further. So what if we, we throw in a random robot? We've got all of our nameless robot that we, we don't know what the fuck's going on with him. What uh-huh. if one of them is like a, a trash compactor, and he has a tongue. Yeah. <laughs> like he lifts up his lid, and you throw garbage in him, and he and he like licks it clean. So you tell me, you want a robot in the movie that's like begging for you to throw trash in his mouth, and he's appreciative of it for like a dog getting a snack, even though you threw him like a boogered up tissue. A hundred percent. That's okay. Going to mm-hmm. Okay. Now I see Licks what his you're... robot lips. Right. Um, the Argonauts. The the thing about that. Have, do you know the story? Um, Anyways, no, 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 we can, definitely if we're going to have robots, and like if we're going to keep this PG, definitely I think that'll bring some humor into it. A little, yeah, a little humor's probably not bad in this. Hey, what if the robots have swords? I mean, we got robots in the future, but you know, to keep it in a pirate thing, they have swords. Huh? Not lightsabers, but swords. Okay, I was about to say, yes, Star Wars did it with those like those like spacey laser swords. Um, so it's a lot of money for effects. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So you're, oh, so you're saying our, our our futuristic space robots will have like a cutlass? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like yeah, saber, cutlass, whatever it takes. Like pirates. Uh, and just so I just I, oh, I get pirates and robots. When we said pirate robots, we still think they're made of metal, but giving them swords? They won't look like they're made of metal. <laughs> no, 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 no. It might be like a uh-huh. like a styrofoam or I confused hey, myself. Great. Great point, Grant. Great point. Let's make the robots out of like a foam rubber suit. That way, we when we want to kill one, like throwing it under a truck or something, it'll be like that dummy gag, like a, a um, 
you know, where you just throw clearly a dummy or a scarecrow off a building or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, it'll just be the guy's costume, the robot costume that gets thrown under a truck. Easy. Here's what I like about these robots so far. Yeah, we're kind of coming up with some slapsticky kind of funny bits. We'll write the real ones later. Um, I like that it keeps us on track for a PG movie with a cohesive tone. A lighthearted, slapsticky pirate movie in space. That can be done. I know we're, we're blending a lot of genres, but it's like, oh, you got peanut butter in my chocolate. It's going to work out. I have a good feeling for this. Um, uh, okay, so, so, so robots. Robots is part of our plot. Um, we probably should have aliens too, right? Oh, if we're in space. That's... Yeah, I mean, Star Wars, mm. again, Star Wars made a million dollars. And Star Wars had robots. We've covered that. Star Wars had aliens. Let's make sure we're just covering all the bases here. Mm hmm. It's good. Could we have, hold on here. Could we have a weird alien pants down shitting in just a wide open area? Just just sitting there (laughs) shitting. The camera pans over and he's shitting. Like on a human toilet, just a regular human Mm -hmm. toilet. But not in a bathroom, though. There's just a toilet nope, there. like a hallway. Yeah, it's yeah, really just a, a toilet hallway. in a hallway. And and the scene isn't just like you know, a quick snapshot to a guy shitting, but it lasts for a long time. <laughs> and every every one of the main characters interacts with it. But but it's also not. It has nothing to do with the plot. It doesn't forward the plot. But not we at do, all. Yeah, but we're not we're not doing all that alien makeup for no reason. Of course, all the main right. characters have to interact with them. <laughs> and you know, Listen, come on, uh, guys. Not everything we come up with has to be tied to the plot. We can get a little loosey goosey because okay. we'll get to the plot eventually. I'm sure it'll be there and be good. <laughs> Happen. Um, it'll definitely it happen. I like that this sets a vibe. It just kind of sets a tone of like, here's an alien shitting in a corridor, and we're gonna have a hilarious moment. Now, I'm afraid because it's an alien, we're talking like a like a, a droopy, melty, sad gray alien kind of mm-hmm. like. Uh, it'll look yeah, really dumb. It looks super dumb. <laughs> I don't think kids might not know it's an alien shitting. It, it, does the scene work if there's nonstop fart noise? <laughs> I don't think it works if there isn't. Yeah, yeah, this is that's an alien. alien. It's that. shitting. Get it? Like, let's make that bastard George Lucas so jealous that we got aliens pooping with fart mm. noises. I like it. He'll never make another movie where he does that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I like, guys, if we if we get this right the first time, then in our re-releases down the down the years, we won't have to put fart noises in and split the fan mm. base. Exactly. Yeah. So okay, uh, let's get our vision like said, out there. Cohesive tone. Okay, so uh, space themed Jason and the Argonauts with robots in space and weird aliens shitting in a corridor. And um, they're pirates. Now we're yeah, cooking with and they're pirates. And they're pi- but, so when I say they're pirates, um, I really, I don't want to like the watered down pirate because Robert was really insistent. You know, he'd been reading books of piracy and he, he could name more than like two bearded pirates, like Blackbeard, so-and-so, Lady, whatever. Like he knew a bunch of pirates. He studied this and he wants the true pirate experience. So I, like I said, there is some. There's a little. There's a little needle we're gonna have to thre- uh, thread here. But he wants to keep the pirates um, rapey. <laughs> okay, rapey. So okay. we need. We're gonna need okay. moments where this wacky pirate band with our slapstick robots rape a bunch. Or okay. let's. Or how do we handle this? Like we gotta okay, come closer. So so since it's PG, can the rapey part? Like they could joke about raping. They can. We can make some jokes about giving STDs and getting people pregnant as like, ha ha, sorry about that. It's your, it's your fault kind of a thing. Can we do that? Is that is that like coming up to the edge of rape and keeping it PG still? Do you think that's going to fly by the censors? I don't think rape isn't PG. Wait, what year is this? 84? 
84? Or is this now? Yeah. Eh, we can rape all we want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, as long as we've got herpes, here's an idea. Let's give a spaceship herpes. Let's get the ship <laughs> herpes. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's we'll call do it space it. herpes. <laughs> that oh it'll God. work. That's like why you're in the room, got it. Oh, you know what I love about what I love about the ship getting herpes because we're in mm-hmm. that 1984 tone is when anyone finds out about it, we act like it's their fault or we didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought I got them from you. Uh, we can, yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll keep it like kind of sexy, but not too sexy since it's PG. Let's have Angelica Houston wear like a bird cage. Like her outfit's just going to be like a weird bird cage. Okay, speaking, let's let's talk about characters for a bit because I have a note here, and I'm not even joking. I will send this to you in an image, Matt, if we have to. Um, there are some big names that want to join this uh, this film, mm. and we have secured Angelica Houston as uh, Maida. Uh, and my only note is, really wants to wear a bird cage, won't wear pirate costume. <laughs> um, <laughs> Now, getting hmm. into, like I said, we need cohesive tone. Like, we already have slapstick robots that look like they're made of runover licorice. Yes. Mm. Um, Wait, can can we kick some of the robots in the groin and have a groin kick work on a robot? Or robots. I don't think, I don't see why that shouldn't work. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, excellent. they should be programmed to protect their robot genitals. I would, I would assume <laughs> a groin kick would work. That's how you'll know which are the good robots, are, like the quality ones and the low quality ones. <laughs> right. Yeah, um... I think I think when it comes to kicking a robot in the groin, they. I don't want to humanize them too much because again, keep them as robots. But I'd love for one to shit itself uh, when going into combat. <laughs> yes, oil and bolts will come out. It'll be like a perfect robot shit. Uh, as long as we can describe what's going on with the robots, why they work, and how they work over fight scenes and shouting as we turn around on a set, as long as we can explain that to the audience that way, I think this. Uh, I think this will work. Um, Keeping the keeping the robots like that, Corey. You mentioned George Lucas, um, and you know, hey, he's got a lot of success with Star Wars. But I, I probably shouldn't mention this, but I've heard a little bit about what he's going to do, and mm. I think I know a way we can get ahead of him, jump the gun, and it'll look like he's copying off of us. Steal a march on him. Let's add racism. <laughs> racism. <laughs> Just a random N word. Throw an N word out there. Yeah, N word mm-hmm. racist. Straight oh, yeah. up, yeah, here's guys, guys. Okay, this is PG, and uh-huh. these aren't the rules I set. We only get one, so we're gonna have to use <laughs> okay. it on a character that we care about in a scene that we'll remember. Mm. Yeah, we need a legitimate excuse to treat a black guy like a slave. <laughs> <laughs> Our movie will not work without that. It won't Unless work. Unless we want, the, if we want the racism to work, we gotta have that. <laughs> so again. I'm not saying no to any of these things because that's not what I do. I'm not a no-sayer. I'm more of a yay-sayer. So (laughs) I'm going to say yay to this. Yay racism. We got the robots. We got the pirates. Pirates can be racist. So sell me on this. Okay, let's water it down a little bit. Okay, let's have the robots do some of the racism. Then it doesn't count. Like, (laughs) you know, like, um, like, um, like a big stereotype, like a pimp. Okay, one of the robots ah. will be a pimp, and he'll be like in blackface with bright red lips animated on. Ben, um, when you say pimp, do you mean someone who uh, threatens and bullies women to have sex for money and then keeps it? Yes. Okay, in this kid's movie. A okay, pimp. a robot pimp. Yes. Oh, you know, uh, for a kid's movie. You know what I would... Um, I, I always imagine like uh, the the drawback to being a pimp is you're like I gotta walk you over here to show you all the stuff. If I was a robot, I could have like a visual display and just show you all the tits that I'm selling. Ah, uh-huh. there you go. interesting. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, and it'll remind kids of the the street the street people that they see. Mm-hmm. You know, kids uh, love it. There's the friendly pimp. There's the robot. There, you know. I know you think pimp might not fit into a PG movie for kids, but we're already talking about STDs. They're going to get it. Yeah, yeah. not They'll, STDs. No. Well, I mean, they're going to get that too. Oh no, I thought yeah, okay, okay, well, okay. later down the line. Um, all right. So by the way, Robert Eric, Angelica Houston, guys. I also have to say, Ron Perlman is interested in playing Zeno. Ooh. He'll be famous at some point. He probably yeah. will. Ron Perlman is tough. He's Ron tough. Ron Perlman is tough. But what if we get someone even tougher so that, you know, by comparison, he can seem like kind of shrimpy? What about football player John Matuzak? Wait, you know? Ben, are you talking yes. about LA Raiders defensive end in 1981 Super Bowl uh, champion beating the Eagles 27 to 10, John Matuzak? Author of Cruising with the Twos, John Matuzak? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I am. <laughs> the um, same John Matuzak who played Sloth in the Goonies, or yes. will go on to play Sloth in the Goonies, whatever year that movie came out. <laughs> whatever year this is. I think, uh, yeah, I think there's no, there's no, John, John's got to be no in the movie. There's no two's ways about it. Uh, and John's here's in the, the movie. Thing. I, I don't, I'm not trying to, to get ahead of this, but I have a feeling that the the role that we could write for John, he he may deliver some of the best performing act uh, performances in this movie, um, just being a, a, a like a, a weird like comicy bit. But I have a feeling uh, I, I have a feeling the twos is due. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying Oscar worthy. Um, uh, side note: there is uh, I I do have a writer here. Like I said, there's some things you got to give, you got to take a little bit to get a movie. It's not just pure vision. Um, we do have Bruce Valange. Bruce Valange, he's so hot right now. Oh, so, so hot um, right now. He's the center square. Center square, right? <laughs> uh, here's the problem. Here's the That's problem. The best square. It's the best square. We're not getting the top left corner. We're you know talking what? center square. I'll stop saying problem. Here's the opportunity, guys. Here's, How come here's... you keep giving the center square to Bruce Valanche? <laughs> <laughs> so Bruce can only be in the movie if we give him a pet ocelot. And, <laughs> and here's the thing. Because he's one of Jim Henson's most expensive and complex puppets, we're only going to get the head. They're only bringing the head. Mm-hmm. It still takes three guys Wait, to work. The head of the ocelot or the head of Bruce Valanche? No, the head, the head of the Bruce Valanche puppet. The five puppeteers <laughs> that that puppeteer Bruce Valanche said they would only do it mm. for an ocelot. Operated by Frank Oz, mm. right? So we, like, I I understand. You know, we're on these different planets and stuff, but it's like, you know, where are we where are we going to get an ocelot to even like uh, like we we don't even have a part for Bruce to play, but he's so hot right now. He's we'll so hot. I just love that whole idea. Like you, here's here's the center square, like the, most, the guy who's really hot, and then let's just we cut his head off right away, <laughs> and you go, oh shit, what a cameo! And then when the head starts talking, you're like, oh shit, this head is going to be continuing <laughs> to play a character in the movie for the rest of the movie. Yes, hey, that's a great uh, idea, guys. And okay, here's the thing: Bruce is great, and I've worked with Bruce before, but. Every other take of his, he will make a joke about fellatio. So (laughs) I'm just saying, like, I know this is a kid's movie, and I know we're not writing it in intentionally that he would, like, you know, make a blowjob joke after giving someone a ring that he found in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Make a deposit, that kind of thing. He's he's gonna do that because that's Bruce. He just he just vamps. So uh, our editors will be hamstrung and have to use several of his uh, sexual innuendos. Okay, fine with me. Fine by me. Okay, as long as you guys are okay with that. Yeah, you know? like said, yeah exactly. Some of these <laughs> things like are like you gotta have and like the other things that we're coming up with, like I said, you know, we're just we're just dreaming. 
It's Bruce's world, and we're just living in it. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of which, let's have Bruce have like his own world. Like, so we're gonna have, we're gonna do a bunch in space. <laughs> yeah. But what if we like went down to a terrestrial, like a some some planet for a while, huh? We're gonna need some locations to stop off of. We can't just go, hey, let's go right to that golden fleece and get it. Um, yeah, you know, we gotta have we gotta have an adventure. So we're gonna stop off at some different uh, places. So you're saying Bruce oh, okay. has a world? So yeah, he's got a world, and even though they they arrive in a ship. They need they they can't figure out land travel. <laughs> what what about that? What about like, like oh we're gonna get a land vehicle even though they have a ship that can land anywhere on the planet. What what, what about that? You're right. Once it once landed, that ship's there. I mean, it's there. Look, it's a spaceship. Land, it's do? a spaceship. It's not a land ship. Exactly. Exactly. And I think a lot of people are gonna go. Well, what? Oh, son of a bitch. They're right. Yeah. If it's a little something, let's just do a little highbrow, a little, you know, something for the, the corn crunchers, for the, the, uh... Our lit, our lit, uh, lit majors. Yes. Yeah. Okay, because I like this. We've got some good characters already, uh, and we've, we've, we've got a couple plot moments that we can kind of hammer into. We'll find where they go. We do need some locations. Hey, what if where they land is like, like Dollar Store Mad Max? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Whoa, oh, yeah. Love it. Let's do because again, Mad I, Max I, was good. Just like Star Wars, we take the best out of that. Mad Max is popular. We take the best from Mad Max. We we capitalize off that. So what if we did a mat like in the desert, a Mad okay. Max chase scene, but with like repurposed county fair equipment? Okay. <laughs> you know what I like about this? Um, we're talking. We're talking like low budget kind of. We're talking like repurpose. What I think we're really getting to the essence of is. Robert Urich and John Matuzak are going to put in performances that you're, if you're looking at the scenery, you're, you're missing the point, you know? <laughs> the story is going to drive this. Our cohesive tone is going to keep people. And if you're looking at the scenery at that point, I'm sorry, this movie's not for you. So we can kind of, <laughs> it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't yeah. have to be oh, look. so fantastic. It's not I like the spaceships in Star Wars actually worked. Those are fucking props. Yeah, exactly. We will thank make you. some props. Thank you. There we go. I exactly. like that. So maybe one, maybe one scene. You, you you start a chase scene inside what seems to be like a a, a futuristic space uh, ship, but then the spa- that same chase scene continues in what's clearly like the plaza of like a out like a, a contemporary Earth hotel, right. and uh, <laughs> you know you just gotta like mix today's scene with the future scene. No one, you don't care about the scenery. We're avant-garde. Action is action. People understand it's that there's drama. It's called a segue. They're there for the drama. Oh, I remember watching Casablanca. I remember that set they were on. Woo, what a set. No one's ever said that. No one cares. It doesn't matter. I have matter. no idea where that film even takes place. In fact, we're not even... <laughs> guys, we don't even have our... <laughs> <laughs> we don't even have our first draft of the script, and yet I'm already working on the budget. We're cutting the budget for this scene in half, and we're Done. giving that extra money, and we're getting two vehicles in the desert, guys, because I want drama. <laughs> All right? But so I am willing. I'm willing to offer a substantial portion of my uh, pay. <laughs> To make the wheels as large as possible. If you think they're <laughs> okay. too big, you are wrong. 
Bigger. So big that you can tell when it's driving around that those aren't the wheels it's sitting on because they somehow move up and down and side to side. Guys, what I want. Yes. What I want, and this is where I I hate, I I need to lean on your creative juices here, but I'm hearing something. And what I want out of you is I want our hero's vehicle to have the tiniest emasculating wheels and uh, rickety uh, uh, solar panels. And I want, as contrast to that, I want the, the, the enemy that chases them down to have the biggest wheels. In fact, just two, one big wheel on either side is fine. I don't care what the rest of it even is. I just want giant wheels. And in fact, mm-hmm. to let people know that they're, they're wheels, I want big high heel boots painted on them so that it's constantly <laughs> stepping on something. Do you guys follow okay. me? Corey, I grew up in a small town, a rural area, and I'm familiar Simple with um, some farming things. Um, if you know an elevator that would uh, move bales of hay and straw up to the barn... Uh, that let's make the good guys vehicle something like that, but spray paint it silver and gl- and glue some car seats on it. Okay, put a little maybe a lightning bolt or something like that. And the bad guys vehicle is just a barn, and we draw the <laughs> largest <laughs> wheel we can on the side of it. What do you think about that? That's a, that's about the scale. Concept art. Concept art. Yes. I mean, but I can see it in my head, and what I like about it is it's believable. Like, I would travel through the desert standing on top of a VW bus with gigantic uh, tractor wheels on either side painted with boots. But to keep the tone, let's make sure this this, uh, thrilling chase scene is as cartoony as possible. Like, every bit of action should just be, like, straight Bugs Bunny cartoon. That's exactly what I was thinking. Anything from an... Whether it's... We don't have to have an exploding birthday cake or one of those big black ball like old anarchy bombs kind of, but something basically like that where you go here, can you hold this for a second? And oh, me dumb, boom, like yeah, that level. Uh, there, uh, everyone knows the story of Jason and the Argonauts looking for the of fleece, course. and there's everyone knows other details besides that. We all know right? that. <laughs> all of them. We all be- know them. <laughs> and one of the details being there is a love moment in this. So we're going to keep true to the story and. And within our cohesive vision, uh, a romantic a romantic moment. Um, uh, I was going to tell you earlier that uh, because we have a passion for writing this, and uh, we're just brainstorming, I'm going to set the working title of this movie as um, "Program Passion Storm." And <laughs> we, we're going to, we're going to continue with the "Program Passion Storm." This movie is going to need a little bit more passion. Uh, we've got robots, we've got action, but there's there's a love interest every time. Uh, you got to save a princess, you know. You gotta you gotta rescue you gotta rescue a girl, or who maybe she's looking for her father, who knows where the last watery planet is, something like that. Uh, <laughs> okay. But like again, we've got kind of a lighthearted tone, and this has to be for kids. But I do want to see if we can work in a sex scene. Okay. Let's have them, you know, we've got our lead. We've got the the princess and then the guy who's saving the princess. What if when when they're like, we're going to have like our climactic sex scene, it just starts raining indoors. Like just Mm -hmm. in the room that they're in, it just starts raining. And we've already established water is the most precious resource there is. (laughs) (laughs) Grant, would you have sex on a pile of gold? This is uh, this is the point though. It makes it more sexy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's nothing sexier. Exactly. They usually cut it out, but in DuckTales, Scrooge is usually saying, "What? Are, <laughs> what are you boys doing in me fuck pit?" Whenever they come into the, and they see him swimming around and all that mm-hmm. gold. What you don't yeah. notice is that there's a stiff sock in there too. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, yeah, a lot of them. Okay, so we're talking about uh, 
a sexy moment. We're talking about water hey, being precious. You said sexy? You said, hold on. Sexy. This just like a bolt of lightning just hit me. I have one word for you. Donkeys. <laughs> okay. In what sense? Just have some fucking donkeys. Let's go. Let's bring them on. Yeah. Let's. We got a spaceship. Green. Bring some fucking donkeys. You, Let's go. Are you talking about? Let's do it. Green. Are you talking about an intergalactic spaceship with yes. livestock being raised on it, like an old timey sailing vessel? For yes. No reason. So just donkeys, donkeys, no pigs. Animals for no reason. Let's have a fight scene, and then we just cut o- a space fight scene. We cut over, and there's a lab. There's a golden retriever just sitting there. For some reason, we spend a lot of time on this dog, <laughs> and then we go back to the space fight scene. When we're talking about these donkeys, are these donkeys that will be subject to live uh, action effects of a uh, herpes uh, infecting the ship? Oh yeah, and absolutely. Reacting like a champ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> including a guy jumping over a table at it. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so so we can terrorize some donkeys because pirates... They're heavily sedated. Right. Okay, and the thing is, I feel like, and you guys tell me if I'm not getting what you're saying, in our space pirate Greek adventure with slapstick robots and sex, uh, I don't feel like a golden fleece is really... I mean, we still need, like, that MacGuffin to kind of go for it, but I feel like Golden Fleece is a little too, like, non-space pirate rape. Uh, mm, yeah. we, we need something else that's, like, the most, like, uh, what's everyone after? Like, it can't, be, it can't be Fleece. We have space travel. We're beyond Fleece at this point. Something else has to be precious to us. Grant mentioned water. Yeah, I mean, we should establish water. That sounds water. pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, like, water's so precious, you could have, like, a spit-shining midget say, sorry, there's no spit today until we get another shipment of water? <laughs> That'll continue I mean, with it. <laughs> that's the dialogue in the movie. That's, I mean, I won't, and that I will not. sounds like you just, <laughs> they're filming this right down. now. That's not, no, that's I mean, too great, late. <laughs> great, great, great. No, it's going to, like, I get, it's, that idea is going to be in the movie, but this is going to be rewritten by professionals. Uh, there's no way that is going to be in the movie like that, but. I think, I we are so close. I think we, we just... We gotta start just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. Like, Is there some? Okay, throw it out. Uh, unicorns. Rapid fire. Unicorns. I can get that in there. I think unicorns. <laughs> I see not? how that works. Sexy Amazon fighters and knives. Oh my god! Could they put someone in a figure four? Yes. Uh, some weird time dilation or something. Time something dilation. That- that's the thing. We don't have enough time travel in these Greek uh, <laughs> dramas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like uh, some sort of like. We make some big kind of convoluted fight scene that happens as they travel through time and they're aging while they're fighting or something. Yeah, and and they grow huge beards and like big ass. Because they're so old. Love it. Um, Oh, okay. uh, Okay, that's kind of painting ourselves in a corner. Hmm. You you think so? Well, if our heroes and all of our characters age until they're like grandparents. Okay, okay. What if somehow like when they get through the harrowing battle, it just all goes back to normal because some kind of time magic, huh? Wait, say yeah, that last uh, thing you just, just said again. Some kind of time what? Some kind of time magic. Just cut. G- write that down. Just cut right back. If you to do where this we at the end, of the, we'll put this at the end, and then we just like if you cut back at the end, everyone goes, "Oh, because it's the ending." Like it just now it yeah. seems it clunky while we're like talking ending. about it, but this is just brainstorming. This hasn't been mm-hmm. written yet. It seems clunky okay. that there would be a fight scene where everyone ages all to the point where they're dead, and their children come and save them, and then snap, we're just out of it. Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah. just that. Visually, I bet it works. It, yeah, that's the thing. It's, <laughs> I bet like, it doesn't on paper, need much it changing. seems a little weird, but when you see it, it'll it'll all work. 
Guys, is there anything else that we need to add to this? Uh, oh, uh, shit. Uh, I ordered Chinese before, and the, the delivery guy's here. Can What if we just just cut the ending now? Can we just say, can we just end the movie? Can we just, right like, there? Yeah, like, okay. we just like, okay, they found whatever they're looking for. Okay, okay. So, so let me just, <laughs> let me just recap. You guys want... A childish, aging, space pirate, detective, sci-fi, time travel, slapstick, western, sexy dreamscape, treasure hunt, buddy comedy, special effect, theatrical puppet racist, stunt gay, historical romance movie, full of donkeys crawling with STDs and tone-deaf racism. (laughs) Uh, Did you say gay? I think I did. (laughs) Okay, good. Then, yeah. You got it. Yeah. Print uh, Print. That's all I can say, guys. Print. You've done it again. Ice Pirates, the movie. Watch it. Little Jesus. Cup Travis, Summer watch of it, 1980, let us know what whatever. you think. We want uh, to watch these movies alongside you and get your feedback. Uh, we're, we're, we're cinephiles. Uh, let us know how, what you think of Ice Pirates. Also, um, you know, if you watch some of the classical movies, email us. Let us know, where is the movie Casablanca set? Where's that supposed <laughs> to take place? Email us at freelegaladvicepodcast at gmail.com. It's a classic cinema whodunit. For a, for a little peek ahead at who's going to be in next week's Center Square, check us out on Instagram. You can follow us. We are Free Legal Advice Podcast. It's Bruce Lynch. And, and like Grant always says, the best place to watch, uh, the best place to find uh, all the deleted scenes from Ice Pirates, like the scene where Mr. Pitt from Seinfeld examines <laughs> eunuchs in silver yes. spandex leotards who wear powdered wigs and talk in false... Which... Oh no, that was in the movie. That, that was didn't in the get movie. cut. Okay, yeah. that was in. Okay, somehow. Well, yeah. okay, that that didn't get cut. Uh, that, that might have been a mistake. Either way, you can follow us on Twitter. We're at Free Legal Pod. Yeah, if you like the podcast, watch the Ice Pirates because all of that's in there and almost in that order and way worse than we described it. Oh, French made. We didn't get a French made in there. Make sure didn't we get, get a. a- for some reason, a French made Mel Brooks style jokes that we can't pull off. <laughs> <laughs> All the yes. Mel Brooks without Mel Brooks. Yes. Kids don't care yeah. what they're watching while I drink. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys ever see a bad skateboarder and you just watch him forever, hoping he's gonna get one of those tricks? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>《uh, the crocodile god uh, governing our our oldest formed parts of our conscience. Uh, mm-hmm. Victory, victory, Borbo. It's really difficult to argue against Hail Borbo. Right? Hail Borbo. No, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, Hail Borbo. Yes. Um, not saying it can't be done. Sure. No, but like, do you believe in miracles? Because uh, not really. I oh, Borbo no, finds miracles. Yes. As as well as well as the source of all miracles. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't. They're completely Except for shack related miracles, but anyway. Oh, yeah. I, I was trying to think of like the shack related miracles, um, and 
I'm going to blank on a couple of these because I don't have my Shaq Rosemary with me with my Shaq <laughs> Mysterious. <laughs> the first joy of Shaq Mystery is the dunking in the garden. <laughs> <Yeah>. The Boston <laughs> Garden. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> the dunking in the garden. The Boston Garden. Yeah. Madison Square Garden. It's when he ate an olive garden. Um, <laughs> second, this was the eating at the it? garden. Yep. They were like the glorious, joyful, and sorrowful mysteries. Oh, I'm sure there's a bunch of those for Shaq. Turn internet over.